What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Scurll and you are listening to Behind, no sorry, what was it? Me and my friend Mark, we're gonna stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. want to turn off your uh some something that's going on that's literally a helicopter dude i'm i'm trying it sounded like it was about to land in my parking lot for a second you want you want to <laughs> go you want to go shut that off yeah he flew away so if you're still hearing <laughs> something it's not on my end that's that's I, fair i live you probably didn't notice when you visited but i live like a mile away from the dekalb county airport so like going oh, yeah, to that's a good from point. home i always drive past it so there's always airplanes yeah, that's fair. And every time I hear one, I'm like, is this the one? Is this going to be the one that just ruins my day and blows up in my apartment complex? Because they're all those tiny little one engines, you know? And I know the odds are small, but they're never zero. But nope, not this time. Well, that's Helicopter. good. Yep. That's good. <laughs> I'm glad that picks up. That's all right. Funny. How's it going, everyone? You guys have heard all that since I started Woo! recording, so that's a good way to start the show. Welcome to our uh, full gear recap, because um, I realized this the other day. It's, it, I know we're late. Look, I know. We're like three days late on this, but look, I I, I wasn't thinking about it because I'm an idiot, and uh, you know, full gear happened, and, and I, I didn't watch it live because I pretty much never watch AEW live. I always watch it the day after because I'm so sick of commercials. I'm not gonna lie. I've gotten Mark, I've gotten addicted to just downloading it the day after and then just breezing through it. It's great. Mark, it's a pay per view. There's no commercial. I know, I know, I know, I know. But just in general, I'm just used mm. to that. And I had a football game, and then I came back, and it was like I got back like right as it was gonna start, and then I was like, I don't want to deal with <laughs> with pulling this up right now. I just I just didn't, and I'm glad I didn't to be honest, because it was like a four hour show. Yeah, so, it was a lot. It was a lot. Well, I. I mean, if we're just going to we're just going to rip this thing open right now, I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, I feel like this one was fine. It didn't feel like as big of a deal as a lot of their other pay-per-views. You know, I agree. And everything I've seen says this is their best of the year, like by far, like everything I've seen mm, has has, has championed about how this has been their best one of the year. And I, I I kind of agreed with you. Like, I thought it was very good show. Didn't think anything was bad. It was all solid. It's all good. There's some great stuff. And yeah, it's just it was a solid, you know, a solid pay-per-view. But I agree. It 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 did not um all nothing got resolved. Like that that that's it, it didn't mm. feel it, this wasn't built to be the kind of be all end all type pay-per-view. Uh, but right. you know, it, and you know, they don't always have to be, obviously. You can't always do that. E- even with four a year, you still can't always do that. Oh yeah. Um and, and that's fine. But it definitely felt like there wasn't any – like sometimes though you can stagger it. Like certain matches will feel mm-hmm. like that. And I didn't feel like any of them were, were that. Everything felt like you know just kind of a next step in whatever – no feuds yeah. got finished. I think that's a good way to put it. No feuds I don't feel yeah. like got finished except for maybe maybe Moxley and Kingston. That, yeah. that one's probably over. But But other than that – nothing felt done which which is fine like that's not a complaint yeah. on anything it just 
yeah. it, it, you know, it just had a little bit of a different feel than, than, you know, than sometimes, which yeah, I, that's, that's fine. Yeah. I think you're right. And we'll talk about this more when we get to the main event, but I feel like the nature of this feud in the main event for the AEW title, like by default made this feel like when I say like a B pay-per-view, I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, I know this what you're is talking not about. This is not WrestleMania. This is not SummerSlam. It's not TLC. Like it's not a complete yeah. afterthought. But it, it it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't top tier. Yeah, I guess it, it wasn't. I guess that's all in. I don't think it's really clear which. Yeah, I think all all all, is all out like is supposed to be their their big one. That's their okay. big one. That yeah, kind of makes sure. sense. That makes sense. And what's the next one? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if there uh, is a next one. It's they just... advertised for it during the show, but I. I don't recall. Oh That's oh fun. oh oh oh! I th- I'm sorry. I thought you were meant like what's the next level one? Oh, oh no, no, no! The no. next like, one is, is the uh, revolution. Revolution. The one in February right. or whatever. I think. Okay. Okay. The the one that Moxley got the title last year. Yeah. Okay. See, it all. It's or this funny. year, whatever. It's funny how much has happened in a year that you forget about. Yeah. That you was know, the last I mean? one that, with people. Yeah, they were like, "Oh yeah, last year at Full Gear, John Moxley fought Kenny Omega," and I was like, "Wait, that was a year ago?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. When you only have four pay per views, stuff moves fast, especially yeah. I guess when there's no people anywhere. Right. <laughs> right. You, perform in front of empty arenas for a while it feels like the whole year just hasn't really counted but anyway that's true yeah i thought that's it was a true. fine show like i had a good time watching it but i'd be lying if i told you i was on the edge of my seat the whole time i mean yeah there were some matches on this card that i was like i'm gonna watch this football game right now and keep an yeah. eye on this yep yep again that's why i enjoy i enjoy watching stuff afterwards where i can i can uh i can skip through certain things um I, I missed the buy-in because I, I didn't I heard about it and I didn't realize it was the buy-in so I watched the whole show and then forgot about it and then then afterwards I was like wait a minute I never saw I never saw that match and then I was like oh it must have been on the buy-in so so I missed that so I can't really talk about the uh, Serena and Allison K match um, I'm sure it was good because um, you know they're both really good for the NWA title and I know Thunder Rosa popped up afterwards which of course I mean you I mean you better so. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I'm all for it. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, you know, I'm sorry. Th- Thunder Roses on such another level of everyone else right now. Yep. Um, pro- um, to be perfectly honest, probably of any other woman in all of wrestling right now, um, as far as like must watch draw, uh, you know what? Some, I, I agree with you. I think some of that is the fact that she's, she's got that underdog quality, like NXT is more fun to watch than raw, or at least especially it used to be. Cause it feels a little more indie, a little more underground. Sure. And she's got that in spades also, but, but she's help. also like the favorite in everything. So it's this weird dynamic yeah. where she's like the best, but yeah. somehow is able to still have this kind of underdog thing just cause well, she's newer. It's the out of kayfabe odds, dude. Cause you know, you're like, are they really going to put, her over on a show that's not her show like well, yeah, that, works. that too yeah even if in kayfabe she's really good but here's the thing and we'll touch on this i know we'll go match by match in a second we're just kind of thinking big picture here i kind of think the worst thing they could have done for the AEW women's division was introduce thunder rosa with her own <laughs> title yeah. because i watched her like yeah when she was defending the title i was like heck yeah thunder rosa let's go yep and the next week they're like and nyla rose is in a match with red velvet i'm like oh gee i wonder how that's gonna go <laughs> i wonder what's going to happen somebody called on the uh yeah. the um 
SB Nation blog cage side seats on like Tuesday morning. They were like, hey, everyone, just wanted to let you know AEW announced a women's match between Nyla Rose and Red Velvet. It hasn't happened yet, but it's going to take five minutes, including entrances. And at the end, there will be a standoff between the champ and Nyla Rose. And that will be the only build we have for the title match on Sunday. Yep. And that's exactly what yep. happened. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, listen, we can talk about the specifics of that later, but yeah. More yeah. Thunder Rosa on my television, please. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But don't yes. steal her from NWA. Just I know. Just keep featuring I know. Her. That's kind of the same thing. NWA, they're, they're having shows now, but it's on that pay thing, and so I'm not watching. Sorry. Yeah, um, no offense, NWA. <laughs> I like your work, but not enough to pay to see every episode. I'm just, but yeah. The- I, I, I can't afford – I don't understand wrestling – some wrestling fans, man. I, I don't know how wrestling fans have, have so much money. I, I do not have enough money to be a full-fledged wrestling fan. I, I fully admit it. I am watching free TV wrestling. That's, yeah. That's that's where we're at right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. But uh, anyway, so I, so I can't talk about that match, unfortunately. But I know they did that and more Thunder Rosa. Yes, that's that's really all that matters. I'm sorry. No, no offense to Serena or Allison Kay. They're both really good. Um, uh, but to be honest, Thunder Rose is one of the only people with an actual gimmick right now in, uh, at least in AEW for women's wrestling. That's the problem. No one has a gimmick zero. Mm. And the few that have tried have been really bad. So you wanna, we'll get to that when we talk about the actual match. We can, yeah. <laughs> these two young men in their twenties can talk about this and oh, yeah, because we've sure. got all the answers. Yeah. We, we know, we know full <laughs> well about this topic. Jeez. <laughs> Um, anyway, so moving to the actual show, you want to just go in order Harris? I think that'd be yeah, easiest. Let's do it. All Absolutely. right. Uh, hangman versus Omega in the finals, you know, winner gets the next title shot, which is awesome. Again, tournaments always work. Always wrestling tournaments. They, they should happen every day. Like you can't get enough <laughs> wrestling tournaments. I'm sorry. It works. It just works. And I, and I love it. Even if it's predictable, like this one was, or I, I mean, not the match, but I mean, you know, them, them being in the finals, it doesn't matter. Sometimes predictable is just fine. And this is one of those instances that, cause, cause it's predictable is what we all wanted. If predictable is what you want, then I'm fine with it. You know, I'm fine with doing that. Unlike some other some other movies or companies that will purposely not do that and think that's the way to go. So I'm all for that. Um, this has been fun. The, obviously, the Kenny Omega becoming Kenny Omega again is is wonderful. And it gets better every time. All of it gets better. He's so good. He's he's so good Like at playing this character. And, and it, it makes me even more angry for the first year of AEW that we haven't had him being Kenny Omega for so long that it's just so it's like revitalizing like seeing it. like it's like yes this is it this is why you know for before this past year for like two three years he was the best wrestler in the world like th- this is why th- this is him he his little He's so good at just all these little things in a match. It's just, it's so much fun to watch. He paced it perfectly. Him and Paige work perfectly together. The The tag team dynamic is there. The buildup was there. And they freaking killed it, man. What a way to start the show. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was a class. I mean, here's, here's the thing. I think, this is a medium hot take. I think the long-term booking 
of Kenny Omega has been like far and away the best out of the elite. And Cody's been good. I like, I like uh, what they've done I, with I, Cody. I like. I still think Cody's has been a little bit better, but that's, yeah, that's fair. fair. Because the I, I agree. I, right now, it's shifting. It's shifting mm-hmm. to Omega. I totally agree I, for right that's now. That's fair. I think there's some recency bias there. Like the stuff with the TNT title's been good. It's been very good. But ever since he got crushed by Brody Lee, and then came back and won it like a week later, I've been a little lost. Like it's been good. Okay, it was not a week. But, it was like a month and a half. To be fair. It did like that felt fair. like it was setting up for another six months of television, and then they were just like, "No, actually, we're kind of done with." Okay, that. yeah, that's and, fair. That that I know, agree with, because that was a cataclysmic episode when he got beat and just yeah, it was a big you know, deal. Got stretched out like that was great. Ever since then, you're right. This is some recency bias. I think the Kenny stuffs played out better because you're right. As somebody who isn't as experienced with him, like I watch him in the you know the Tokyo Dome every January. That's about it up until AEW started. I was like, all right, I want to see more of Kenny Omega, like the singles wrestler. And that hasn't happened a lot. Mm -hmm. But I think that's absolutely intentional. I think they did that and intentionally held off for a year. So we would get to this point and be like, yes, there it is. Let's go. Yeah. Not thrilled about the Bucks. We'll talk about that when we get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. But but no, this, this this was such a good wrestling match. Like, it was so well done. Like, the spot... I don't remember how soon it was when Kenny Omega missed, like messed up that moonsault and let, then like hurt his leg. And then for the rest of the match, his, you know, he's dealing with his leg. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Because it looked real. It was so well done. He's yeah. so good. He can botch better than anybody else. Like, <laughs> it was so I, like, I could, I was like, did he miss that on purpose or, or not? And then, and then I, as, as it was part of the match, I was like, okay, that, that had to have been done on purpose, but it was, that's how good it was. That's how, and there yeah. was, there was so many parts. I, this was by far my favorite finish of the entire show was in this match because you had, the, there was the one part where, uh, Omega, or, um, Omega like beat the crap out of Paige for a while and then Paige just no sold it completely and then went on the offense. That was kind of annoying, but he's but, probably drunk. Well, that's fair, but uh, on, kayfabe, Mark. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's fair, but no, but the finish of him, him, you know, avoiding the buckshot lariat, grabbing him up for the uh, the one winged angel, and oh, and and Paige actively fighting it the whole time, but him still hitting it and then winning with it was awesome. That was awesome. I love that. I I love I love that finish. I love. I, I'm a sucker for any good Kenny Omega match because. That one winged angel storyline is always there and yep. it's always so and simple that's, that's and so what, clean. That's what rest that's what finishers should be. That was the whole point of them, and that's really been lost. And so again, we've had it a little bit over the few years. We had it with uh in WCW, we had we had it with Goldberg, we had it with DDP. I'm not sure if there was anyone else. I mean, you don't want like to that, admit but, it, but there's one or two of those in WWE right now, but you don't care about that because uh, you haven't watched it. They they did a good job. They've I don't know if how well they're still doing it, but for for many years they did a good job with with the RKO because of the you know because of the diamond cutter it was like the ultimate finish where you very you didn't see people kicking out of it till I don't know 2012 13 you know yeah. a handful it, for a long time that was that um, I don't know what else is there in WWE. I don't know I don't I, I don't know what other ones are Alistair, like that. It's easier to say with NXT because. 
I know Alistair Black had a great run in NXT where like nobody kicked out of the yeah, Black Mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good one. There. Yeah, that was great. That was a very good one. Then he got called up. I don't think he's done anything in a year. No. Not that I know of. So I don't know if but anybody's yeah, that was kicked a good out one. of that or not. Frankly, he might not have ever hit it in a match. Yeah, who knows? Have... No uh, idea. Yeah, but yeah, that's fair. Yeah, there's definitely been some. But but in general, just in, in all of wrestling, it's just not a thing anymore. It's just not. Especially with AEW, with the style of wrestling that they do a lot mm-hmm. of times, mm-hmm. which again, that's my biggest that's my biggest gripe with AEW at all. And and to be honest, really, kind of the only one that I have with you know everything else, I think is pretty much just about perfectly done. Um, so that that's why that's why I love it so much because it's like that's it's just so nice. Like look how look how great it makes a match when you know it could end with this like it makes this it yeah. makes stakes so much better the other it makes it so much easier for the other person too to play off of it mm-hmm. and, and and yeah yeah i agree and i loved it i loved him fighting trying to not have it happen knowing that's the end of the match i, I just yeah. i loved that i loved it i loved this match i thought it was great especially because you know like i mean you know you're reading between the lines a little bit but like it all makes sense like he knows probably better than anybody else on the roster what that move can do because he's yep. wrestled with this guy yep. for like a year. And he's probably, you know, I'm again, I'm speculating because that's what I do. But it's fun. Like, he spent a lot of time leading into this match thinking about that and thinking about how he's going to counter it and yep. thinking about fighting out of it. And that's evident. Like, it's so easy to tell a good story when you have an element like that at play. Yep. So, yeah, I it would have been weird if hangman won this one anyway i think everyone since AEW started has kind of pegged him as like future breakout star like 1a top of the list i don't think anybody's offended that he didn't win this match everybody wants to see kenny so bad it was so much better it was a perfect result because well, the the kenny gets to cook for a little while you know well that's the thing because obviously you're shooting omega up as the next thing which is uh, obviously that's always wonderful, and then it works so well because there's been this ginormous. Does anyone have a longer running storyline than Adam Page in all of wrestling? I don't. I don't know if there is one. I mean, there's been so much that's happened with that character for so long that this is. I think this works because I again, think, he still yeah. hasn't hit like rock bottom yet. So this mm. could easily. There's been close, but. It's never quite, you know, like when they lost the tag yeah. titles, like there's been moments, but yeah. this is, to me, this could be, that could be the next step in this, this story mm-hmm. with Paige. And then, and, you know, who knows where it goes after. That's the other great thing about this show, even though it was kind of a middle type stuff, like not finishing storylines, continuing them. There's several where you're like, All right, I don't know where this is going now. Like this could go several ways and, and I'm super interested in it. And this, th- that is one of them. Hangman. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I thought that was perfect. Pretty much on all all levels, the you know the finish, the outcome, the the story, the, the match. Obviously, it. I thought it was. I thought everything everything hit in that. Yeah, for me. and well, also just one more thing from a high level perspective. I know like there aren't there weren't that many people there, but just from booking the show perspective, you put that first. Yep. To get the crowd fired up and not kill them. Yep. Right before the main event or before some other more important match. Like that's that's the perfect place for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't want to if this had been the WrestleMania show, you know, like a bigger show, you might be tempted to make that the co-main 
Mm-hmm. You know, like you've seen that with a couple WrestleManias. The co-main is just too good. It kneecaps the main event. Yeah. And everyone's left with a weird taste in their mouth. Perfect yep. spot for this match. Just I get agree. us rolling on a great And And, uh, yeah, I mean, spoilers. Th- this is this is definitely, this was match of the night for me. Like, this was this was my favorite match of the whole of the whole show. By by, de- by a decent margin, I think. There's other ones that I really liked, but this was my favorite. Um, all right. So yeah, so that was great. Uh, Orange Cassidy, John Silver. I I, I like Orange Cassidy a lot. I I I liked. I thought John Silver was amusing, and now he just kind of annoys me, and so I didn't care about this match at all. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is a dynamite match. This yeah. is what I mean when I say yeah. this is a middle of the road pay per view. You don't have to. I I know I like Orange Cassidy. Yeah. You don't have to throw him on the card just in a dynamite match. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, what are they? What What's the end game here for him? Is he is John Silver in the Dark Order? I don't know anything yes. about him. What's his deal? Okay. Do you not what watch the show? I Dark Order all kind of run together for me, to be honest with you. Like I said, <laughs> Brody Lee losing the title that quickly kind of lost a lot of the luster that they had. But that's, that's I was like, all right, this is going to be a thing. He's going to feud with Dark Order. That could be fun. Call me when he fights yeah. Brody Lee at a pay per view. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know where Brody Lee's been. He's kind of been MIA the last few weeks. I don't know what's going on, but um, I yeah, I didn't, I I, I didn't care. Sorry, I just I didn't. <laughs> I have nothing against either of them except Silver. Yep. Kind of, I I think he's been. I don't think he's a character that benefits from being used a lot, and they've used him a lot over the last few weeks, and it, it it at least for me it gets old, so. And to be honest, that can be said a little bit about Cassidy with certain things. If you, if you do, if you go mm-hmm. too far with it, mm-hmm. so I think they need to be kind of careful with some of those little bit more gimmicky, more on the comedic side type characters. Um, yeah, I agree. We'll see what happens this week. Yeah. All uh, right. Then we jumped. Then we went right in. I was shocked that this match was the third on the card, but then we went straight into the TNT Championship match. Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes, which out of all the matches I was looking forward to, this was top two probably for me, because um, this is you know th- these are the two biggest baby faces. I mean, I guess uh, then with Moxley, I think in the entire company, I think that's pretty apparent. I think the four would be you know Cody, Moxley, Darby, and Orange Cassidy. I think are probably I would say get the biggest baby face reactions um, of everyone in the company. And so I was very interested in this. They had an amazing match, what, two years ago? Um, that was what put Darby on the map. And mm-hmm. uh, they didn't build this feud at all because they were doing Cody and uh, the uh, the Dark Order and and stuff. And so Cassidy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. so it was kind of it was kind of weird, but yeah, but 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 even still, Cody in two minutes with a microphone on dynamite made it still one of the best storyline matches on the whole show. Like, just with his two-minute promo on Dynamite, I was like, all right, I'm in. Like, this, I'm I'm in. I'm, I'm totally in with this whole thing. And for for as little actual buildup as, I mean, they, you know, they had Darby Allen around and stuff. It's not like it literally just came out of nowhere. But right. for as little builds kind of they put behind it, they did a really good job in a very short period of time. I I guess I think like it was it was good. Don't get me wrong. Like I enjoyed the build. I like Cody's stuff. I it's a good match. I'm happy with the result, which we'll get to. Like I enjoyed all of that. I think the reason this worked for me is because 
I did. This is my problem with it, and it still works. But my problem was it was it wasn't necessarily that there was no or little build. It was that it was a one sided story. Like we didn't really hear that much about Darby Allen coming into this match. I didn't feel like I feel like the story was Cody is he he came back. He won back his title. He's getting bigger. He's getting stronger, getting better and better every week, gaining. You know, he's he's bulking up. I mean, yeah. he looks great. Bigger and better every week, but he's frustrated because he's not doing as well as he feels like he should be. That's why he gives Orange Cassidy that immediate rematch because he's it's like Rocky. Like he's annoyed that he made it so close. He wants to beat him definitively the next week. That's not at all what happened. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just this is this is what I'm seeing here. Okay, well, he, 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 he was he didn't understand why they were wrestling again. So mm, no, not... I know, but I'm just saying that's the that's the story that we're being told is the well. Okay, next time you're gonna beat him definitively. Now I, we talked about this. I know, champions advantage, whatever. He shouldn't have to run <laughs> it back, but still, the story you're getting is he's frustrated. He wants to put this guy away, and he still can't quite like he beat him, but he beat him in a really messy finish, which is fine. But right, he's a frustrated champion coming into this match, even if he's not a heel. So he's not really going to show it like there's a reason for him to be frustrated. And then he loses the title and he gives this great, like good match. I really liked it. I'm happy with the title change. I think that's really cool. That's I mean, that's what the, you know, the secondary title should be, frankly, is someone like Darby Allen needs to hold that. That'll make it more fun. That'll elevate him. That'll elevate the belt. And Cody gave a great like baby face, you know, shake the hand afterwards kind of thing. But that's another thing that, like, you know, bubbling underneath his character, he's going to be kind of annoyed about. And I'm right. curious to see where that goes. Like, I, I like all of the big picture stuff we're doing here. And I think it all makes sense and it's paced well. You you could have done a little bit more with Darby Allen coming in because it felt very one sided. I'm yeah. happy with where we are. I enjoyed it all. But. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't their best build of the night for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. It, they, they definitely could have done more. Darby Allen stuff. Well, they just, they could have done a bigger, they, they could have done a little bit more just on the last, the mm-hmm. two dynamites before that. You could have just done a little bit, a little bit more with it. I, I totally agree. But the match was perfect. Like the match was, was done perfectly. Like it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like I was amazed mm-hmm. watching this match because obviously, and they, they did it twice. In the same show. Going into it was one of the most fascinating things. I was sitting there because I was like, all right, you have Cody and Darby Allen, two of the top four baby faces in your entire company. That's hard. That's hard to do. Mm-hmm. And you have Jericho and MJF, your two top heels in the company. That is difficult to do. And they pulled off both of them, which we'll talk about that coming up a little bit later. Yeah. But but this was the same thing. Like they did it twice. They did it twice in one show uh, in both ways, the heel heel and the baby face baby face. Like this is exactly how you book this match. This is exactly how you book Darby Allen. It, they, they did it to perfection and and only someone like Cody Rhodes could pull something like this off where he fully remained the baby face, mm-hmm. but yet he's, he's good enough to be able to throw little things in that just make that just will get under your skin enough when Darby Allen's the other person. And so this match, you are 100% rooting for Darby Allen mm-hmm. 100%, but without Cody having to be a heel, full-fledged it's just just enough and obviously 
you know, obviously you have the size difference. So you, you play fully into that, the underdog thing, and they played into each of those things perfectly. They did, Cody did just enough to make sure you're going to root for Darby. Mm-hmm. And then Darby, you know, Darby pulls out the win, you know, the upset finish. You don't mm-hmm. make Cody look bad. You don't do, it's not 50-50 booking. Like he won mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. don't, and and then you end it with, with Cody and then you're like, no, 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 Cody's still a baby face. He'll, he'll give it to the other person. And then you end with that. And now you can go into, you can keep going with the FTW thing and you can have Cody and Darby and, uh, um, um, or, and maybe Will Hobbs. I'm not exactly sure how he's going to fit into this, but you know, you have them and they can wrestle cage and, and, and Ricky Starks and, and we can have more great matches with them. And so I'm fine with that too. Cause obviously I like all the, I like that whole, I like all of them. Um, so I, I thought, I thought this couldn't have been done better. And I agree. The the only thing that could have been done better is we could have had a week or two more of a few things on dynamite with this match in particular. Other than that, for what they did, I thought they executed it pretty much as good as you possibly could have. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and say one more thing. And then I think we can move on because it's clear. We both really appreciated this match and what they did. Arn Anderson. You talk it like the slow burn that I really appreciate with Cody Rhodes. It's right there with him too. And I really dig that. And it's subtle. It's not, it's not overplayed, but like the, I I think the orange Cassidy rematch was a little redundant except for purposes of like increasing the tension in the Rhodes family basically. But like that match ends in a schmoz. We talked about it last week. It's a bit of a mess, whatever. Arn Anderson cheap shots him when Cody's not looking. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why he picks up the win. Yep. So you can tell you've already got this dynamic. And they don't play it up that much. No. It's not really obvious or ham-handed, but you clearly have this dynamic of, hey, Cody's the good guy. Like, he'll he'll try to little brother Darby Allen a little bit in this match because he's bigger and stronger and he wants to win. Right. But he's not a heel. He's not going to cheat to win. Arn Anderson is Arn Anderson. That, that's a great, that's a great point like, right there. I, I was trying to find a way to art, articulate. That's a great point. Cody will play up certain heel-ish elements, but he doesn't cheat. That's a great, that's yeah. a great point. That is a great yeah. point. Yep. So that's the, the, the finale of this match is Arn is trying, like Arn is trying to get him to finish and Cody doesn't get the finish, Yep. loses the match. And they, again, they don't like really cut to it or like, show him pouting in the corner, but they're like, look at Arn. He's pointing at his call sheet. He was telling him to do this. He didn't do that. He's Arn is mad that yeah. Cody lost this title. I don't know if it's going to happen in the next few weeks. I kind of doubt it. But if at some point Arn Anderson just blasts Cody in the back of the head and allies himself with someone else, yeah. it's going to make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be awesome. It coming. And especially if this goes on for two or three or six more months, there's going to be enough seeds of disappointment there to where Arn Anderson's like, you know what? You're a loser just like your dad was a loser. Yep. I'm teaming up with somebody else. Yep. And it's not going to be a cheap heel turn. It's no. going to make perfect sense. It's going to be it, it's going to be great. Yes, That's it is. That's the other little thing that like if, if coming into this, the build was a little lackluster. I'm super happy with everything that happened and where they're going. Yeah going forward again that's that, exactly that, that's a theme of this whole like show that. again that's yeah. kind of the theme of this whole show yeah. they did a great job of furthering most of these storylines with this show mm-hmm. um yeah but this yeah this was great and and you know it's obviously and we kind of buried the whole thing huge thing with darby allen winning his first title in the company like that's oh. a massive freaking deal so you yeah, know that, that's that. that's huge <laughs> and that's that's awesome 
So, you know, big See, shout out to and, and Darby Allen ending bashed in the in the windshield of the car is exactly I'm sorry, that's the way mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. that's the way his baby face is. And I didn't get this growing up as a kid. Now I understand. That's who Jeff Hardy was for so huh. many years because I was always like, Why can't Jeff Hardy be champion? And it's like, well, I mean, he was and then he would lose it immediately. And it's like Cause that's, that's kind of it. You're, you're that super fun, charismatic baby face mm. that everyone likes and you don't need the title and kind of you not having it is, is a better story most of the time. And I think I like, I don't expect Darby to hold the title for very long. I just, mm-hmm. I just don't, I, I, maybe he will. I, I don't know, but I feel like with this character, it's much more, these underdog characters are, they're the chase characters. So yeah. Um, and, and that's fine. And that, that works really well. So again, he got his moment and the, the, you know, he did get to have a moment with Cody, but then he gets bashed into the windshield of the car and that's the way, that's the way the thing ends for it. And it's like, yeah, that, that, that works, you know, that, that works. <laughs> Cause now you're like, yeah. all right, what's he going to do now? How's he going to come mm-hmm. back from this? Like it just, it, again, I, we probably should move on cause we spent an hour and a half on this one, <laughs> match, but it's just yeah. that, that, that's why I've loved TNA. That's why I've loved AEW so much is just because they're able to pull off stuff like this, which which we haven't seen wrestling stuff pulled off this well in a very long time, like with all these little things. And it's just, it's, it's great. I mean, that's why my Cody's my favorite wrestler to watch right now is because he's just, he's so smart and so good at all this type of stuff and makes a calculated effort to do so. And it, Mm -hmm. it pays off. It pays off. It works. And I, I enjoy it. All right. Um, yeah, so that was great. Um, we can skip the next one. I didn't watch it. Sorry, I, I didn't Wait, watch. What was the next one? I didn't watch Cheetah and Nyla Rose. No, I, no, 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 no. Okay, fine. Then oh I'll, yeah, no. Harris wants to talk about this because this is the only time Harris texted me while watching the whole show was for this. So go for yeah. it, Harris. You have the okay. floor. Okay. Okay. So we're like I said, uh, like I, I joked about a little bit earlier. I feel like we could be wading into thorny territory here. Anytime I talk about women's wrestling, I'm always like, all right, be careful. Don't be, you know, don't be Jerry Lawler here. So here's the thing. Um, You said earlier that Thunder Rosa is the only woman on this program to really have a gimmick. Now, you know, you can nitpick a little bit with that, but like Statlander's hurt. I think she's the only one who comes close. Yeah, that's true. Britt Baker's a dentist, which she she does that. I that's told fair. You. Britt Baker is which, one of the is the other one. She does. She has. She well, is. But like keen listeners may remember, I didn't know she was an actual dentist for like a year. <laughs> so I was like, that's kind of a stupid gimmick. Like, why is that her thing? I mean, people say she's good. So I accept that. But I don't really get it. That's funny. But OK, like, fine. We'll, we'll grant that for now, because, you know, we're, we're going to keep this segment a little shorter if we can. That's fine. Um, the NWA women you talked about a little earlier, they're a little bit more like, okay, like they're, I'm sure they have some idea of what they are, but the way the women are booked on this show and the amount of time that they're given, that doesn't really come through, right? Like you just talked about Darby Allen and you're like, yeah, that was Darby Allen's first title. And I thought I've watched like every episode of dynamite for the last month. And I didn't know that. And maybe they brought it up, but they didn't bring it up enough. Sure. If somebody who is paying like 75% of attention to the last three hours of their programming doesn't know that. Like that's kind of on them. And when I say that I didn't know or 
care anything about the women in this match or the story in this match. It's not because I think they're trash performers and bad wrestlers. It's because they don't, they, they haven't been given anything. They haven't been given any time. Like, this is what I texted Mark. I said, look, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit because I don't remember exactly what I said. But I was like, <laughs> are you watching the show? And I was like, because I feel like for the last told exactly one story in the women's title picture and it's big bad heel Nyla Rose uh, versus a generic Japanese baby face and I'm not saying that because oh they're all Japanese women and they're all the same no they're not I'm sure they're two different people with very interesting personalities and characters but you wouldn't know that from watching Dynamite would you nope I don't know what what's Sheeta like I can tell you what Asuka's like if you want to compare Japanese wrestlers with a really yeah. good work rate, Asuka has developed this weird combination of being like an absolute stone cold killer and being who goofy. Is just, who is absolutely goofy because yep. she knows she can kill you. Like she doesn't even have to posture as tough because she knows she's tough. Yep. And it's terrifying and she's great, but she's also pretty much her entire, at least. Since she got called up, she's always been a babyface. Yeah. Like she had an undefeated streak for a while. She lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania, and she just said Charlotte was ready for Oscar. And you're like, all right, cool. She's got something because she's had a lot of time. I don't know anything about Sheeta. Some of that's on me. I'll admit that they have not been given a lot of time. Yeah. And like I said, like coming into this match, this poster on Cage Side Seats was like, all right, well, they've announced their one women's match. Let me tell you exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be less than one segment, and this is how it's going to end. And they nailed it. That's exactly what happened. I, I don't, I don't care about these people. Yeah. And Nyla Rose, not a bad performer. I get the like David and Goliath story. She can tell it well. She's told it about every pay per view for the last mm -hmm. year and a half. I'm kind of tired of that. Yeah. It's just, dude. It's just diet, Nia Jax. And I don't care that much about Nia Jax. Yeah. I'll, I'll give them this. I'm happy that Sheeta won. So hopefully we can move on to any other kind of feud. Because giving Nyla Rose Vicky Guerrero as a manager, not a bad storytelling decision. Uh, that makes that make that makes it um, – I'm uh, look, I'm, I don't know if this is popular or unpopular opinion. But I will never watch the screen if Vicky Guerrero is on. Ever. Period. <laughs> I never will. I never did before. And Mark, I never will. I'm Mark, I'm sorry. Mark, I Mark, excuse you. I I got nothing. Look, I got nothing against Vicky Guerrero personally. I know she's a wonderful person and everything, but I cannot. I can't watch her. I can't. I cannot. I can't listen to her. I can't watch. It's skip gone. I'm I'm sorry. Mm. I'm just not not doing it. So that it, yeah. it for me that that did not do any favors to the women's division, um, any way, shape, or form. But that that's just that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. I, I think no, the biggest problem is there's just no characters. There, there there's no mm -hmm. there's no women characters. I agree. Well, here's there, the last thing I'll say, and then we can move on because I think we we have pretty much established our problems at this point. Cody gave an interview uh, earlier this week, and I didn't watch it. I just read it, so I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But somebody asked him about the women's title match. And they're like, you know, there hasn't been a ton of build coming into this match compared to some of your other storylines, which have been really well built. And like, do you feel like that's a problem or like, what, what do you think about that? And he gave what like is a pretty it, a fair answer on paper, but it doesn't really work. 
as a deflection of the criticism. And he basically, he tried to spin it like, you know, we're AEW, we're the sports and sports entertainment. And he was like, you know, we have a match with two great competitors. It's going to be a great, like, wrestling match. And not every wrestling match has to be war and peace. Right. Which is a fair, I, I get that in theory. And that's what I like about New Japan, if you've heard me talk about that. Like, I tune in once or twice a year, and they're like, hey, it's a big show. They're just going to fight. And then they do. And, like, there's some story there. But I don't have to be present for all the build. And, like, the video packages beforehand don't have to be this crazy, like, Austin and Rock sort of personal beef storyline. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I get that. Um, You got to give me a little more than this, though. And, like, the, the, the funniest part about that was somebody said, you know, Cody says – that not every wrestling match has to be war and peace, which is fine, except this is the man who personally books all of his matches like they're war and peace, which is great. I like that. Yeah. So just give him a little bit more time to do that. Cody, like, spend a few minutes every week and book a woman's storyline because there hasn't really been one. Yeah. It's been heel challenger, big, bad, baby face, small, brave. It's Okay, yeah, you can do that. It's been done. Give me something else. Tell me something about Sheeta as a person, as a personality. Who's challenging her? What are these people like? Because I don't know. Yeah. And it's, 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 this is a good program. I'm glad we have it. This is far and away the weakest part of this show. And I don't see it getting any better. I really don't. I, I don't know when they're going to put more effort into it. Some of that's getting more talent because it's hard. There's not as much talent out there. And WWE signed like 90% of female wrestlers on the planet, it feels like. <laughs> it's not entirely their fault, yeah. but it's it's far and away, in my mind, the worst element of this show. And I would really like to see it start to get better. Yeah. Yep, I agree. All right, moving on to a tag team title match. The Young Bucks versus FTR. I, am I wrong in saying this is the most surprising uh, result of the entire card? Uh, well, you know what would have made it less surprising is if they hadn't booked that stupid stipulation onto it. Yes, we yeah we talked about that. Now I did. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I did cut that out of the podcast from. Oh, last you did. One. Oh, okay. Because we talked for so long, and I was like, yeah, nah, I'm just no. Uh, so anyway, um, I did, but uh, last week we did go on a long discussion about how we are not a fan of the Young Bucks storyline that's been going on. Um. And uh, the stipulation is was absolutely just abysmal. Um, it was dumb when Cody did it with Jericho, but at least it was the first time. So there was mm-hmm. a little bit of intrigue. And then mm-hmm. once once he lost and you're like, OK, you can't do th- All right, this is just stupid. This is like your biggest mm-hmm. star in the company. It, it's dumb. It, it does not do anyone any favors. And so when the Bucks did that, we're like, OK, that's just it's just dumb. It's just so dumb. You make it way less intriguing. And uh, look, Again, in hindsight, it, it ended up being different. But in our minds, you know, FTR is going to hold the title for a long time. So, and I, I know that that's probably what they were thinking of, oh, everyone expects FTR. So we need to put something in to cast doubt into that. Mm-hmm. But again, that's one of those where predictable sometimes is the right move. Correct. I, I think in the entire scale of this match, you can say the same thing. Um I, I saw absolutely no point in the Young Bucks winning this match. I thought it was, I didn't care one bit that they won this match. Um, I, I, I thought the finish was weak. Um, 
Uh, look, I'm all for a super kick being a finish again. 100%. <laughs> it should be. But when it's the 87th one in that match and it's he hits it with a broken foot. Um, yep. I'm sorry. I And when when hard uh, when hardwood just hit Matt with a much better super kick, like one minute mm-hmm. before that. Yep. I, I, that uh, finish didn't it uh, it 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 the the actual move to finish did not work for me, and the idea behind the young bucks winning didn't make any sense. So this is this is the case of you had a nearly perfect match that was really kind of hampered by I thought of not a good finish because the match I thought up until that point was was amazing. Like I loved I loved this match. I thought they told multiple really good stories. Um. The, the hardwood with the hand and then Matt with the with with his leg I thought those were done really well it was a very good tag team match there was really good tag and again that's 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 FTR and it's another thing that bugs me with the young bucks where it's like yes we know they're this good they can do these matches like they can do these amazing tag team matches the problem is they just choose not to most of the time but with someone like FTR it did it it, it rain that in and it made it a really exciting tag team match that I thought told a lot of good stories. You had Dax Hardwood and and several of you know you had him kind of getting frustrated, and then of course I, I liked the finish as far as you had um, Wilder go for that 450 splash, then to be the end because again they their whole thing is we don't do that like that's literally their whole thing. We don't we don't wrestle like that. We don't have to. Right. We don't do it. That's dumb. And no so, flips, just fists. So I don't I, know if that's trademarked or not, but that's the philosophy. So I like, like I think that's a really good, that's a really clever idea of the way to do a finish. They just kind of, to me, they kind of botched it after that. But in like that's a good setup for a finish. Like that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. That tells a good story. It's it's the same thing with like Cody in the Darby Allen match. He didn't follow the plan and then lost. It's the same type of thing with them. They didn't follow the plan, got ahead of themselves. And then it cost him the match. Like, that's a really good story. And that was told really well. Um, so ultimately, I, I liked, I liked you know, the whole match until basically the end. I'm really glad to hear you say that because I, I really thought this was going to be a match that we disagreed on. I think I agree with everything you just said. Like, these two, okay, this is a little bit of a hot take. So tell me what you think about this. In all of our time talking about WCW and WWE, you know, classic lore, and, like, we haven't gotten to this. We might do episodes on some of this someday, but, like, when the invasion happened, the the whole Monday Night War, all the way up until the invasion, you have all of these different stories of a wrestler making the jump from one company to another company, usually to WCW, and they botch it. They don't do anything with them. They don't give them any interesting stories to tell. They don't book them well. They kick them around into the mid card. They don't know what they have. And they even blow. even the ones that ended up succeeding, they still did that at first. But they were good yeah. enough to to rise above that. Jericho, after his big debut, was buried yeah, for, for like a whole year. He yeah. didn't do anything. Booker T didn't do anything for a while. Like you know, and for you know, and, and those guys were good enough that they were then able right. to get over that. But 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 right. yeah yeah WWE is horrible with it. Well, and a lot of and I think, you know, you could see that go like Bret Hart went to WCW after the screw job. One of the hottest, the hottest wrestler on the planet. What you happened know, there? Do you know who the only one I can think Not of a lot. where they they've pretty much nailed? They really haven't messed up any of his is AJ Styles. 
They mm. and again they 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 were very annoying at first because they gave him zero credit for the first like four months and they literally didn't even let him talk. Um, so that was kind of frustrating. But they did put him with Jericho right away. So even mm-hmm. though they were definitely hampering him for a while, it wasn't quite that bad. And then he's and then it's you know it's another thing where yeah he's the best wrestler in your entire company. So mm-hmm. you know that's gonna be that's gonna come out eventually. But he's the only one I can think of in the past four or five years that's that has that's uh, that's worked. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and make this claim right now. This is the first one that AEW's botched. They dropped it. It broke. I'm not saying this angle or this rivalry or this feud can't be salvaged. They botched this. Like they, FTR. I I'm I'm gonna slip and call them the revival. So I'm just gonna do that now because that's <laughs> to how be I got perfectly to know honest. Them. I completely forgot. I don't even remember what their names were in WWE. Dude, I'm so I'm so out of WWE that I'm like the opposite problem of what you're having. Like I, dude, I, I can't I can't even remember what their names were. <laughs> all right. Well, this is gonna be that's fine. This is just you're just gonna have to take my word for it. Then the revival is probably I won't say this objectively, but for me. The Revival is probably the most successful heel act I've ever seen. They put on tag team clinic after tag team clinic with everyone's favorite tag teams in NXT. And I like NXT. The like primo NXT before it got put on television was, you know, it felt a little more indie. I think it was booked a little better, but it felt like the the flaw in NXT, if there is one, is that all of their big matches are like crazy kickout fests, right? Like yeah. except for the yep, black yep, mask yep. finishers don't really stick. Yeah, the the takeovers have of, have rubbed a little uh, rubbed me a little bit raw now. This many years in, it's right exactly. It's gone on for a while, but in the prime of its run, they were in there, show after show after show, and they would take your favorite babyface tag team, they would get beat up and down the ring from pillar to post, but sure enough. They divide the ring. They work a body part. They keep you from hitting that finisher that you love to see so much. And then they get the win. And they do it every single time. And every single yep. time they come so close to losing to the flashy babyface team. And every single time they pull it off. They were incredible to watch. And as soon as they got cut by WWE or quit or got fired, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. They start feuding with the Young Bucks. And it's perfect. No, they, they kind of they started to before. This started yeah, before, while that's, because that's everyone was FDR saying the revival, is. because everyone was saying the revival's the best team and uh, tag team in wrestling, and the Young Bucks, say, and on were, the show, then Young are. Bucks take exception, and so they started digging right. them y- for years before right. this. And that's what like their FTR now. That's where FTR started. Yep, yep. The revival. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. It's been cooking for years in the yeah. most perfect, most natural way, which is just. Four guys who don't like each other jabbing back and forth on social media. That's how actual fights start. Well, like it's, it's, it's for, like it's for, UFC. no, it's for four guys or two teams who are like, no, we're better than them. And they're yes. like, no, we're better than them. Yes. And Hey, why are people saying they're better? They're better. Cause we're better. And it's like perfect. Yeah. And it's not, like, not, it's, you know, what you can get like, Oh, it's competition, but it's, it's two completely different styles. And the young books are the, perfect antithesis to everything that the revival did yep. and they finally t- and they bring in ftr and they win the tag team titles yep and the bucks are ch- and you're like perfect this is it They've and the bucks it. still haven't won the titles and it's their company yes. and it's everything and 
I, dude, I, I mean, I'm, I've came into this fully expecting, okay, this is going to be at least six months, if yeah. not nine, like three pay-per-views of just great. It, let me think about how to put this. Just an exercise in denial, right? Basically, because you wanted revival, this to be, you wanted this to be the DIY yes! feud. Yes. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Because the revival, again, I the, the template was there. I'm racking my brains for this, and I don't think I have it. I, I think they're. I don't think I have another answer. I think they are the best heel act I've ever seen, and you nailed it. DIY, perfectly done, and that's what this is. That's what this could have been. Uh, wait, then, hang on. Um, what about uh, what about Champa's he- heel turn? Well, yeah, that was great, but that's not 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 to that degree. But I'm just saying, like the tag team matches and the disappointment, like let this cook yeah. for a while. Yep. You have the most, an- mm, probably like the most anticipated feud in wrestling. Correct me uh, if I'm Definitely wrong. one of them. Definitely one of them. Yeah, for sure. And then you have all these pieces on the board and you can, n- not only that, you have one of the bucks injured, like yep. in kayfabe. Yep. You can do that thing where you say they put on a 35 minute clinic and the revival did what they do, cut the ring in half, worked a body part, shut them down, and beat them. You have your excuse already built in to make the Bucks look strong. You you have the thing match, where you, you can have the, where you can have the Bucks literally almost beat them with one of them hurt. The revival yes. uh, FTR still win, and then you can immediately be like, oh no! But if they were full strength, then they would have won. Like yes, yeah. And then you can keep going yeah. and just let it build let the thing build for one or two shows you're structured perfectly for this because you've got a couple different shows and you can have them go down oh two and say hey they're done they're not you know the revival's not giving them another match why would they they've beaten them twice right the bucks have to do something crazy or win a tournament or win a gauntlet match or do something ridiculous to get that third shot and then the stakes are there what you don't do is take the like purest crazy kooky wink and a nod internet baby faces on the planet set them up against the best heel tag team on the planet and then tease turning them heel for like most of the build and then add a stupid stipulation that is like a prime tier one Shawn michaels at wrestlemania if i do not beat the greatest streak in wrestling i will quit like that is the level of that stipulation yep and you threw it out there in the first match with a team that we aren't even sure is babyface anymore and you're hurt and they're hurt and then they won what is happening here what did they did they think i think you nailed this mark like the expected thing is not bad no if it's done well if it's a story that makes sense and this was it yeah. They had it all there, and they just – I'm not saying they can't have a great feud or have great matches, but they botched this. They yep. dropped it, and it broke. There's no other way for me to put it. I mean there's really not. And uh, we're the only people that think that. Well, as great. As per Look, usual, I think what I've found out, man, I found out I'm just not a Young Bucks fan. I think, I think I've literally come to that conclusion, and I think it's mm. less the way they wrestle and more the way they decide to book themselves. Or, or the the way they decide fair. they decide to uh, to use their characters, and I'm not even saying like oh the way they book them. I'm not saying like that. I'm not talking about <laughs> right. Kevin Nash and WC. That's not what I mean. I yeah. mean the way they choose to 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 do things. I 
it's it's time and time again. I I just seem to not agree with it every time. So I think it's I just think, I just I I think I'm just not a Young Bucks fan at I this think point. They're just they're inherently cocky and obnoxious and flashy, and if you don't have them playing up against worse guys, then they're not likable. Like I wasn't, you know what I mean? Well, like well I mean, well, that was also the whole point. That was also the whole point with yeah. this feud, I guess. But, um, but yeah, I don't know why you want you would want to do that with the top heel against the top heel team. That would I just I don't I don't get that move. I don't buy them. I don't think they're good at trying to be mean. I I don't I just don't I don't buy it. Like I just I just don't. I, and I, they don't I, exactly I, have a heel move set either. No, I've talked about that the whole time. I'm just like I. This whole thing I thought has been dumb. This whole build up with them I think is dumb, because I just yep. don't buy it. I just don't buy yep. it. And um. And uh, yeah, and it was. It's even more frustrating just because of how good the match was. Because the match was amazing. It was so good. They told so many good stories in it. Uh, the, you know the hand, the, the the leg, the you know the. Um, cash, uh, cash Wheeler, uncharacteristically high fly moves. Like it was all told so well. There were so many well laid pieces, and then it's like they flipped the table over at the end. Like yeah. they had the puzzle almost kind of done, and then mm. they went whoosh and just kind of mm. threw it all over the floor. And now it's broken, as you just said. Now, now the puzzle's that's broken, a- and now we have to start completely from scratch. Because it's like, where do you a- where do you go from the revival? You just lost to a team with a hurt person with yep. kind of a lame move. Yep. And now oh, oh we we didn't do our we you know we went against our plan so now you know yep. that cost us. So it's like okay, I mean yeah, you, you have a little bit to work with because of that aspect, but but I mean now now what? The only thing I think of is they just beat him immediately to get him back. Like what else can you what else can you do without I mean that's that's how you save it. And I I don't want to say that's the only way you save it, but like you, you have yeah, to do it now they, where Matt can't walk. He comes out on yep. crutches or whatever. And then and they the, re- the revival immediately come out and are like, no, we, 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 I don't know how they would phrase it. Cause they didn't get cheated or anything. They just lost. So, um, but well, the they, somehow, they, they somehow, they somehow do that. They somehow convince. Yeah, exactly. They, they somehow convince them to, to, to do it again. And, but again, it's the exact same story if you do that again. Mm-hmm. And so it's th- just it's telling the story they should have told in the first match in the yeah, second match. Yeah. This Wednesday. Like, that's the only yeah. way I see. It. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. And it's even this is the last thing I'll say and then we can move on unless you have anything else. It's it's even more frustrating in a way because, you know, that they didn't do that like. Kevin Nash, like you know, they're not just booking themselves. Right? To yeah, win yeah, the title yeah. That's not the like, part. Yeah, we're the best. Yeah, yeah but no. I don't know what they thought they were doing here. I don't. Either. This didn't work at all. I agree. And we're again. I don't understand it. To me, it's like everyone's every indie rest, wrestling fan is just like blinded by the young bucks. Where like do no wrong. Everything they do is perfect. Yeah. And I don't. I don't know. I. I mean, I don't know why we're the only people that have an issue with the way they decide to tell stories. Cause I, I disagree with it at least 80% of the time. I feel like over the past couple of years, basically well, since I'm, bullet club, since bullet yeah. club, I've pretty much disagreed with most of the storylines that the young bucks yeah. have where their, their storylines have gone again. They had match of the year in that tag team match last year at revolution. And we're both like, 
well, that was kind of dumb. And and everyone else is like, greatest match ever! Ah! And we're like, eh, you know, that was just kind of a spot fest. That's really all yep. it was. Which I get, I, I get how me. that's like a, I get how that's part of their character. Like, I get right. it. But it, to me, eh, that's never been my favorite thing. And then this match was not that. That wasn't the problem with this match. This match was just the finish. Didn't make yep. any sense, really, with yep. anything. And I don't know. I, I don't know why we're the only people that see it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know clearly, AEW doesn't either. So, I mean, we're clearly yeah. the only people that... That other than the you know just anti young bucks right. people, which that that whole you... crowd, and that that's never been me. I've never been that. I've never been that that person mm-hmm. ever. I've always inherently liked him, loved him in Bullet Club, loved all that stuff. And then over the past two years, basically since AEW kind of started, it's just been every time there's been a big thing, I've not. It's not been what I prefer. I feel like this might be why it sticks out to me. I feel like. Like with Cody and Kenny, there was a point. Yeah. Like Cody knew right away. He's like, all right, look, I'm not going to be the world title guy. I'm going to be the mid card, upper mid card, like gatekeeper guy. And I feel like he sought that out and made a decision very early on because that's why he made that stipulation. I still think it's dumb, but yes. Well, right. But anyway, but that this at this point in a, you know, a year or so of television, this feels like that was very much his plan to yeah. be where he is now, like fighting Darby Allen for the TNT title, putting him over his baby face, yada, yada, yada. Yep. Same thing with Kenny. Like, I know it can be frustrating because you want to see him at that level be the cleaner in singles competition, but they let it cook for a year. They let him develop his relationship with Hangman. And now that he's gone single and like he beat Hangman and he's gunning for the title, there's a real sense of satisfaction there. And you're like, yeah. all right, let's go. I don't know what the Young Bucks story is over the last year. I I don't either. Under it's, right. it was the story was underachievers, mm-hmm. and then and and then I don't know. Then then mean and then mm-hmm. now champions, injured champions, injured yeah. babyface champions. Yeah. See, it doesn't. I think we beat this into the ground, but hoy, I think this. This probably rubbed me worse. This is my least favorite thing on the show. Rubbed me worse than the women's match. Oh, well, I had yeah, because I didn't care about the women's us. match. So yeah, I didn't, exactly. that didn't bother me. This, this did, especially with just, because I was sitting, while I was watching this match was when I was like, oh, shoot, we need to talk about this. Because I wanted to talk about because this match was so good. It was literally halfway through this match. I was like, this is, this is so good. I, it's so, I love tag team wrestling. And it's so great to see, you know, a match laid out like this. That was not just a spot fest, especially with the Young Bucks. Like, that was an actual, like, tag team wrestling match. And and then, then you know, then the finish happened and took the wind out of the sails a little bit. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, speaking of wind out of the sails, um, let's move to the uh, Matt Hardy-Sammy Guevara match, which... Um, one, look, you can only do this so many times before... It just kind of is the same thing over and over and over. And <laughs> it, like, it was amazing the first time. Like, the final deletion was amazing. It was. It was a masterpiece. It was totally different, totally unique, totally creative. And it was It was great. It was great. And um, even though the broken character lived on after that and, and still was very good and there's been a lot of great stuff with the character in general that has worked, each kind of subsequent time they do another one like this, it's just a little bit less. The one exception 
although this wasn't just Matt Hardy, but was that stadium stampede match. But again, that was a little bit different because it wasn't just the broken thing. That was just a part of it. But, um, uh, this had some fun moments, but how long was this thing? I don't know. An hour and a half. Um, Mark, I'm going to, this feels like a good time to cut you off and just be completely honest with you and say, I did not watch this match. Yeah, I Uh, did. Um, what was it? You just said you can't keep doing this over and over again. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. When look, I like Sammy Guevara. I think he's got a very bright future. I like tuning in to see him every week. Yep. A lot of this stuff he's done, you know, stadium stampede match, everything with the inner circle has been out of the park. Yep. I don't care about this feud of Matt Hardy. No. I Matt Hardy needs to stop. And when Sammy Guevara almost killed him at that last pay-per-view, yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, well, thank God. At yeah. least they'll stop feuding. Yep. And nope. when Matt Hardy came back and said, no, we're going to do – we're going to do that scripted match, the final deletion thing. You guys like that, right? I was like, no, I'm not like, I don't, I don't care. I'm not saying I never want to see Matt Hardy do that again. I don't care about this feud. Yeah, I don't. It needs to stop. I want to see Sammy Guevara doing other stuff. I want to see Sammy Guevara win. Dude, how many times can he, how many times can he keep losing before he loses his chance of being a superstar? Well, and I literally thought I was like, "Oh, well, at least he'll get some credibility by beating Matt." Yeah, Hardy I one hundred percent thought he was winning, like one and million then he lost percent. Again. I I didn't. I had this match on. I was watching the football game. I just mm-hmm. I, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I don't care. I, this was the nothing match for me. There was a fun there, again, some fun moments, but they're not really different fun moments. It was mostly the same. I don't know where Gangrel came from, but I mean, yeah. he was there. I was like, "Oh, okay." You look um, down and you're like, oh, he's got the, he's doing the Roman candle spot. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. There, there was nothing different other than, I guess, the, 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 the was, matches there was a, mo- like hell in a cell. There was you're a monster like, truck. Eh. They did have a monster truck. That was different. Um, okay. but, but no, it, there was nothing, there was nothing different about this match. Absolutely nothing. Everything was exactly the same as we've seen multiple times now before. And, it, and it was it was it was at least half an hour long, and that's not an exaggeration. It was at least half an hour long, and look, it was oh, unbelievable. Geez. It honestly was unbelievable. Like I, I was, I watched the whole thing, and I was sitting, there, I was yeah. like, "How is this still going?" Sammy Guevara hit a swanton bomb, which was which was very poetic, on Matt Hardy off a twenty foot ladder through a table, and um, Matt Hardy kicked out. What? <laughs> I'm not kidding. When that happened, I was like. <laughs> You're, I was like, you're kidding me, right? Like, you're That's actually terrible. kidding me. And then, and then, uh, then Matt Hardy, you know, they did the same. They, you know, it wasn't for real, but they did the spot where Sammy Guevara is on the edge of the ring inside their one of the compound mm-hmm. things, and uh, it's like mm-hmm. a half broken down ring, whatever. And Matt Hardy knocks him off and onto the concrete but they didn't they cut away from it and then they cut back mm. and there's a pile of blood behind his head on the concrete so they they did that same thing and then even though you know for a fact for real life if he were to do that he wouldn't bleed because we all saw it happen uh well no potentially you could potentially you definitely could believe if you hit it hard enough you could bust it open for sure um but uh yeah, so they played off that, and then I don't even remember what the actual finish was, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. It came after that, and I don't remember. It probably a twist of fade onto the concrete or something. I, I don't I don't actually remember. Terrible. Oh, no, he had a concerto on the concrete. That's what he did. He put his head in on he, he, uh, he laid him out on the concrete and then concertoed him. That That's what it was. That was the finish. 
Um, but yeah, when he had a 20 foot swanton to a table and that was a two count, it was like, all right. Like at that point, just don't have him pin him. If you don't want that to be the finish, then have it be where he rolled off of him and knocked himself out and he didn't pin him. They did that all the time with Jeff Hardy. Half yep. the time he hits a big move and doesn't win, but it's not because they kicked out of it. Um, it was, it was awful. This It was awful. Um, here's the last thing I have to say about this feud. Call me when Sammy Guevara reveals that through some freak time travel occurrence, he's actually King Maxwell grown up, and then I will tune back in. Until that happens, I don't care. Okay, that's that's great. That that's you might have stumbled onto something there. That's good. Yep. You uh, can use that, Matt Hardy. That's free. That one's on me. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um the there was a hurricane helm spot that was fun, because obviously it's just always fun seeing the hurricane and he got thrown into Lake of Reincarnation and then came back as Gregory Helms, the reporter, and then, <laughs> then he threw him back in and he came back as a hurricane. So that was good. That was good. I'll give him that for sure. But uh that was about the only thing I popped for. But it's a hurricane. I'm always gonna pop the hurricane. I'm sorry, that that's a cheap that's a cheap pop that I will do every time. Like just throw the hurricane, I'm in. Um uh, no, it was it was awful. It was awful. Um, it was terrible. Complete waste of time. Complete waste of time. And, and without that, the show would have been like a little over three hours long. It would have been like perfect. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and it killed the crowd. That was the other problem. It killed the crowd. <laughs> the crowd sitting there having to watch that on the video board for 30 minutes was dead. They never recovered. <laughs> they never came back because the crowd was we're moving on to another really well done match with Chris Jericho and MJF. And the crowd was dead the entire match until the end. Maybe they were. They were dead. I felt bad for him because they were burnt out by that point. Um, that uh, that 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 terribleness before really wrecked the crowd, at least for this match. But um, I thought this match, much like the uh, again, we already talked about it before with the Darby Allen, Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah. And the, the reveal of Cody Rhodes name being used again was cool. I forgot about that. They made a big oh, deal about that. That was really well done, too. That was cool. Um, yeah. But uh this was basically the exact same match, but opposite. Um, and not for a title, but it was the same thing. You have the heel versus heel. How, you know, that's very difficult to pull off. Mm-hmm. And they did because Jericho is good enough that he can play in to a few babyface things as he does. Anyway, he can play mm-hmm. into that against the full bore. Can't, you know, hate his guts. There's not a single person that's going to cheer for him. I don't care how smart Mark they are. MJF. And he just played into that. You just play a little bit more crowd-pleasing tendencies. But still, Chris Jericho is still a heel. He's still a heel. He is not quite... The only time he goes into that is when he uh, has the crowd sing. That's kind of the only real non-heelish thing that he does. Yep. Um, But... That's fine. But even then, That's fine. I'll, I'll let it go because it's awesome. And well, he's been around off. for 30 years. I'll let that's fine. I'm, I'm you're right. But it. also, sorry, let me cut you off and then I'll let you keep going because I like where you're going. Singing your own theme song is such an inherently heel thing it, to do it is, anyway. It is. It kind of is. That it works. Yeah, even I agree. You know, it's because like, all right, this is fun and it's Jericho and he's been around for 30 years and you love him. Just in case it's yeah, you're like, of course, this guy is like, yeah, everyone's yeah. singing the song that yep. I wrote and yep. sing for myself like it totally works. It does. It does. It, it totally does. Point um, that out. OK, you can continue. So uh, but uh, but I thought this match was was just like the other one, like it was just so well paced and it did such a great job of building up MGF of like, all right, he's this young guy, but he can't quite, you know, Jericho's still better. Like Jericho's still the better veteran mm-hmm. and still kind of has a step ahead of him. And then the finish just like th- this was the other one this 
was a perfect finish. You talk about the opposite of like the Young Bucks match. Like this, yep. you talk about a perfect finish. This was outstanding. This was so freaking good. MJF couldn't do anything. He could not do anything. He's like, cannot be Jericho. He's too good, too ahead of him. So he's like, fine. I'm going to go Wardlow. I'm going to get that stupid ring. And uh, yep. nope, that didn't work. Because again, Jericho was on top of that. So Jericho's like, well, I'm a heel too. So nope, I got more people out here. I'm going to distract the ref. I'm going to hit you with this baseball bat. And MJF was like, all right. Pulled a straight up Eddie Guerrero. Aubrey Otis comes back over. Jericho's like, uh, uh, totally caught him off guard completely. And then he rolls him up with the, with the schoolboy pin and, uh, and, and, and steals the win. It was perfect. perfect. It was perfect. perfect. And then he outfielded him, dude. That's how you win a heel versus heel I know. Match. I know. I know. That's why it was so good. And then you had Jericho similar with the Cody thing. Again, they were the exact same match. And then you had Jericho have to be happy about it. And you don't really know if he actually is or not. And now moving forward, I don't know where that's going to go. All I yeah, know dude, I is either. I really want to watch it. So, that again, the theme of the show other than the Young Bucks thing, the where they go is built up beautifully. Like, this is great. This is so good. I'm 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 all I'm all in because two of the inner circle hate him and it, yep. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Cause you know, we've already seen it before. We did it um Oh shoot, who was he trying to be with like last year? I I thought we had a similar type of thing, but you know, oh yeah, Cody, duh. That was the thing. Remember, he did the same thing with Cody where, oh, you look, he's friends and he's friendly with Cody. Yeah. But then to everyone yeah. else, he's like a total jerk, but hiding it from Cody. Yep. It, yep. He can do the same thing with this. Like, it's it's going to be it's going to be great. It was it was wonderful. I loved it. Absolutely. I loved it. I loved every bit of it. I just wish I am, the crowd wasn't dead. I wish they didn't kill the crowd at that previous match. I am that was only such problem. a sucker. I'm such a sucker. For the Eddie Guerrero, like, toss the bad guy a weapon and flat back bump, and the ref catches it. Yep. It doesn't happen a lot, which is the way it should be. That shouldn't happen a lot. Yep. And it's it's hard to pull this off, but that's one of those spots where if you do it right, you never saw it coming until the second it happens, and then you're like, how could anything else possibly have happened there? Yep. And that was perfect. And the little note that I love is that in this case, like, normally you see it, it's, you know— Eddie Guerrero, classic example, he throws the guy the chair, and the guy is surprised right. but catches it out of instinct. And then he bumps, and the ref looks around like he frames him. Well, Jericho Eddie Eddie, Eddie would actually – he would literally hit the hit the yeah, canvas like, with pow. the chair and then throw it to him and fall. Yeah. But in this case, Jericho really was about to just crack him with right, the Right, because he's a heel. Bat. Right. Like it makes sense. And, and MJF was just like – Okay, bam, and he bumped in the rough, <laughs> caught it. That was such a great little twist. It was perfect, and you, I think you nailed it because going forward, like, Jericho could either be secretly furious yep. that that happened yep. and hold it against him and be waiting to turn on him, or he could be genuinely happy because he was like, hey, I didn't think this kid could, like, would would stoop that far basically yes, but he can and he'll yeah. do anything to win and that and was this whole thing with the first. last with the the last dynamite where he's like oh do you have or do you have that extra mean thing like are you gonna yeah. do whatever it takes and he was like yeah and he did so and you can see him being like well he hadn't beaten me and he was you know he was savvy enough to beat a veteran like me so he's the perfect member and either way like 
MJF is primed to be betrayed or Chris Jericho is yep. primed to be betrayed. Yep. And I don't know which one, but both nope. of them would make sense. Yep. Perfect. Perfectly done. Yep. Yep. I, I also would love if they did the uh, – if they fractured the inner circle with it where like Guevara mm. – and, and you could easily – although it's weird having uh, yeah. uh, Santana and Ortiz on opposite sides. That's a little strange. But like this could you be could the perfect e- thing of moving Guevara face or anything like that where th- there's yeah. just so – there's so many possibilities with this. Yeah. And uh, you could easily have like Guevara and Wardlow be like we've had enough with it. You know, like there's yeah. so – there's so – because Wardlow's Ooh, part of the inner circle it. too. Like because Wardlow's – Wardlow's in too. So yeah, yeah they, it, there's literally limitless possibilities with this. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's great. It's, it's, I, I'm so excited. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. It got me back on board after being definitely rubbed a little raw from the finish of the tag team match. And then mm-hmm. that, that, uh, deletion match, it was, it was, uh, it was waning a little bit. And then this, uh, th- this snapped back in pretty quickly. Because that was just so well done, and then and then it led it led really well into the main event too. I thought this was a good match to kind of get the crowd back up for then the main event, but but not to not to burn out the crowd before yeah. the main event, but to get them back into it, especially with that finish, and uh, it it definitely helped for the main mm-hmm. event for sure. All right, um, so you want to go into the main event now? Yeah, that well, that's next. So okay, yes. so here's I'm just gonna I'm gonna say my piece because you'll probably have more on this to say than I will. You, you guys probably, if you listen to this, you know me. I'm not as work rate oriented. Like, I like it, but if the story's not really there, like, I don't care how good the Bucks and FTR match was. I just, I can't like it because the storytelling wasn't there coming into it. It certainly wasn't there in, like, the way the match ended. All that to say, for me, I, I think this main event, hmm. I think this might be my match of the night just because the story they told both coming into it in the build and the way it ended was pretty much perfect. I absolutely loved it. And I think the hardcore stuff puts it over a little bit higher in my mind than the NBA sure. Jericho match. That might be my runner up just because, again, the storytelling was so good. Sure. I thought this was great. Eddie freaking Kingston took what we've already said is like a filler feud on a filler pay-per-view mm-hmm. and knocked it out of the park. This is, and real quick, this is a match where I actually thought the buildup was almost even, was probably even better than the actual match. Not not knocking the match at I all, agree. but those segments leading up to it were just outstanding between these two. Little brilliant piece of booking that like is is easy to forego but like i didn't even notice this during the broadcast i read it later tony khan told him in kayfabe like he he laid out the stipulation he's like hey we're gonna do like the i don't even know what it was in kayfabe like we're gonna do the contract signing or whatever you guys are gonna look at one another and he's like if you guys touch one another if you guys fight the match is off yeah that was last week that was on that episode of dynamite okay see i must have missed that part but so but that's so much better dude that's so much better. The go home show here, the promos they cut in the ring yep. and they're seething and they won't touch each other. Yep. That felt so much more real than if they had had like a pull apart brawl. Cause I've seen a hundred of those. They mean nothing to me anymore. But when you hear John Moxley say, I'm going to beat you because you're not as good at me. You never have been, but I'm going to beat you and I'm going to go home and tell your mother what happened. And Eddie's like, don't you talk about like, and they just, they can't 
swing. They're not going to. They both have to just sit there and stew. But Moxley being so awesome. mad that Kingston Kingston is bringing him to this was so yes. well done. Is he's like I was, you know, they obviously they do the friends thing because you know, they, you know, obviously they yeah. they are a long time, and so you have that in there. But he does the thing where it's like I promised your mom I was going to protect you, and now you're going to make me go out and do this. Like, and yep. so he's so mad. It was it's so good. It's perfect. So good. But again, perfect. man, you know why? In W freaking A. That's why. Dude, Another one of our working. boys, man. Another one of our boys. We got Thunder Rosa. We got Ricky Starks. We got freaking um uh, Eddie Kingston in here. All freaking killing it. That's Mark, another thing. You know That's another thing. I'm sorry. Um, we've kind of glossed over because he hasn't quite gotten a chance to do a ton yet, but Ricky Starks is freaking murdering it right now. Like, every oh, yeah. time he gets a mic, it's just... He's already top 10 in all of AEW. Already. Like, he is just... He's so good. And he's with Taz, man. And he's able to hold his own, and they're letting him... Like, it's... It, anyway, that that's totally unrelated. That's just NWA related. Okay, well, they're let all me, killing let me it. just cap this tangent with five words for you. You ready? You ready? I am. We'll get back in the match. Orange Cassidy versus Aaron Stevens. You're welcome. <laughs> Seven stars. Seven stars. I'm going to lose my mind. We're going to break it down. But for Aaron hours. Stevens with question mark. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That was a given. That was absolutely. Yeah. That was assumed. Although, greatest how match much, in AEW. To be perfectly history. honest, how much I would rather see Orange Cassidy versus question mark with Aaron Stevens in question mark's corner. I think that might even be more entertaining. I thought about that. They're both very good. I just think Aaron Stevens freaking out and being annoyed is is would play very well. You know, but I'm, I will accept either one. They're I'm both glad great. you mentioned that. That's one thing I've been missing in my life has been Aaron Stevens right? anywhere. I, I right. I and I I didn't realize it till right now, and I was like, yep. I have been missing that these past like eight months. He was at the top of his freaking game. He had just gotten a extra long black belt that he literally used to drag <laughs> his title around like a sled. I like, forgot about the black belt. Because <laughs> oh, he was a better black belt than everyone else. So he, right. like, he had an extra long one that he would literally drag his title like it was in a wagon. Like with the belt. Like it was... <laughs> oh. Forgot about I that. Miss, okay, I'm sorry. I, NWA it. power needs to come oh, back, man. man. I miss it so much. There's such a hole here. Where that show filled. Ah. Okay, we got to steer this thing back onto the road. This was a great main event. I thought the build to it was perfect. I think I have one issue with it, and that's it. But you okay? Can... Let me get, let me just say this real quick. I think, and I'm curious. We'll see how this pans out as time goes by. I think this is one of the great strengths of John Moxley as a champion, and it's something I don't think he'll be able to replicate with somebody like Kenny Omega. I think Kitty, like, they, you know, they're clearly square enough to have, like, a, you know, just great New Japan style wrestling clinic of a match. I think John Moxley is really, really versatile in a way a lot of other people aren't. And that's yeah, one of that's his good. big strengths as a champion. Because you can take somebody like Eddie Kingston, and you know this is, you, you're booking the show, you know this is basically just a filler pay per view, and you have to do something with it. But you can make it about their indie past. You can make it a hardcore match. You can make it about their wrestling roots in this really blue-collar, hardcore barbed wire style match and build. 
that you couldn't do with a lot of other people. And I'm sure you could have had Kenny Omega and Eddie Kingston have a hardcore match or whatever, but you couldn't have built it like this. Like the pedigree. Nope. You know what I mean? When I say pedigree, like that street pedigree just isn't there. Yep. And I think he can have kind of the best of both worlds where he can get down in the mud and be like this indie God. Well, I mean, Moxley was a freaking death match wrestler for several years. And you know, he has that history. So that rings true in a way that it wouldn't, if he was fighting like, Cody Rhodes or somebody like that. Yeah. But at the same time, now you look around and you say, okay, we've got Kenny Omega coming up. These two already had a great, like, hardcore, whatever they called it last year. Was it a hardcore match? I quit it, was match? A no, it was a lights out match or that whatever, whatever BS. Oh, right. Stupid title. Yeah, that was, that was dumb, but the match was great. So you can take that, but you know, okay, now they're just going to have a wrestling match. And it's also going to be great. Like that versatility. It's going to be a strong regard- style match. It's going to be a brutal, Dude, like a brutal be awesome. beat the crap out of each it's other awesome. wrestling match. And it's going to be wonderful. And that versatility and that ability to be good in and, so and, many and, different sorry, ways. Sorry. And another yeah. thing with the, with the Omega thing, it's at the point where you finally actually could see Moxley losing. That'll be the yep. first time in basically yep. his reign where you yep. could see him actually losing. That's again, Tynan, that's my one flaw with this match. It's there was never any planet where Eddie Kingston is winning. That's the mm-hmm. only thing. But again, that that that's not a knock on them or the story because there's nothing you can do about that. So, yep. But that's the only. If there was one thing that took away from it a little bit, it's that you just knew Eddie Kingston wasn't going to win. Yeah. Um, that I mean, not that's not taken away because they they killed it it was it was it was wonderful but yeah. but that is not going to be the case with the omega match like that's Absolutely. one where you're like all right they they could definitely keep it on moxley and keep this going or they could switch and give it like you don't know and so that's where that's going to be even more top tier as far as a title picture goes but but this this was wonderful for what it was they 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 paced it out perfectly mm-hmm. they they brought in the different elements at the right times like to where they had the most effect you had a little bit of difference. I've never seen someone use alcohol on someone before. That was brilliant. Yeah, that was cool. Now, if you were in the crowd, you would miss that because you would just you wouldn't be able to tell. I don't think. Like if I if we were in the crowd, I I we probably would have missed that that spot, and it would have been like, why is he pouring water on him? Um, but that's one thing where it actually works better watching it from home with the announcers mm-hmm. and stuff. Is this spot like that? Because they can, you know, they can really. You don't miss it. You're not gonna miss it. That was great. That was awesome. That was. I'd, I'd never seen that before. I'm sure it's been done in wrestling. Everything's been done in wrestling. I've never seen it before. I thought that was perfect. Because, again, yeah. things like that are more effective than, oh, he speared him through a plate glass window. It's like, well, I don't know what that feels like. So I'm sure it hurts a <laughs> lot, but I can't – my body's not going to react the same than when I see someone fall in thumbtacks and then, then pour alcohol over him. Yeah. Now, I've never fallen in thumbtacks, but I have been stabbed by thumbtacks before. I'm sure everyone has. I know what that feels like on a small scale, and I can only imagine what it would be like on a big scale. And I know what it's like to have alcohol rubbed in something by accident or on purpose. And I know what that feels like. And now you can just expand it, and now now I'm now I'm reacting. Now you've gotten me to cringe mm-hmm. from something. Like that, that's, that's how well executed. That's why things like that to me, again, that's why it's better if, uh, I'm trying to think of an example, like that's where it's like going too far is not always the better thing. Like people react again, like getting hit in the head with a chair. Like we can assume that hurts a lot. 
I've never been hit in the head mm-hmm. with a chair, but you know, but again, that, that type of thing, like I, I can, I can visualize that pain. Um, yeah, anyway, I, I, that I think took me way long to explain it, that. but it, I, I liked it. That was the whole point. I like that spot. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite example of that, by the way, and I don't know if they did this in their uh, lights out match last year, if I'm remembering it from something else, but like seeing somebody get like backdropped onto barbed wire or into light tubes or something or thumbtacks, even like bad. Yeah. The thing that I can't stand is when they give each other paper cuts and you're like, <laughs> Oh yeah. What, what, no, that was not in that. Out. That was a uh, Joey Janela did that in a, in a different oh, match. What it was. it yeah. might've been against Moxley, but but that was I know mm-hmm. Janela was the one who did that. And and that was the same thing. Yeah, I agree. Right. I remember that too. And it was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, because you can like, again, you know what that feels like. Right. You feel that one every time yep. they do it. But anyway, all that to say, yeah, like we've touched on this a few times, and it's it's the theme of the show, I guess. Just because you expect something to happen, that doesn't matter if no. it's done well. Not in wrestling. And this was and this is the thing, like, this is, I think, one reason I like this match so much, because I was expecting it to be some kind of mess. Like, I wasn't expecting him to actually win. Yeah. But I thought it would be, like, I quit matches are tricky, because the the temptation is to engage in some 50-50 booking to, quote-unquote, make them look strong, but in reality, it just makes you feel stupid for wasting your time investing in this story. Right. Eddie Kingston quit. Yeah. Like he stood in the ring and he said, when I go home with this title, I'm going to tell my mom, this is why you don't have any grandkids. This is why you don't have a daughter-in-law because I've been working for this. Yep. And John Moxley said, listen, man, you're not better than me. You never have been. You're very insecure. That's the reason you've taken this to a level you did not need to take it to. And I'm going to beat you and you know it. Yep. And then he, did yep that is what i love about AEW is they can do that because they have enough confidence to say look eddie kingston's a good performer we can figure something out yep it does him no favors to lose that match in a cheap way like if this were a wwe match like somebody would have gotten hit in the head with a chair and blacked out and they would have been like well he can't answer the 10 count the match is over no 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 it's not it's not a it's not and a false count anymore. The, they, they made a big point. The, 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 and that's another thing yes, where the announcers, that out. the that's announcers, again, this is another thing where WWE is just trash. Like it, the announcing core, it's not, it's so not even on the same planet. Hmm. Like the AEW is, it's the best of the best. I well, think Tony, uh, Tony Schiavone why. is well, one. Tony Schiavone is my favorite of all time. I think he's better than JR personally, but JR, you know, obviously JR is the other best one of all time. At least, uh, at least of you know the the quote unquote modern era of the last you know twenty thirty years, um, and you have them together. Excalibur is very good because he knows every single Japanese name to every move, so that always <laughs> helps. And I, I love the fact that Giovanni and Jr. don't learn them. Like I like it that it's always <laughs> it's always Excalibur. Like I like that. I think that works. Like it gives Excalibur a reason to be there. Like because because Tony Giovanni and Jr. they're like us. They're like, yep. oh, he did a backdrop, and and then here comes Excalibur. No, he did the Japanese sword of Shanthnia, and you're like, well, I've never heard it called that before, <laughs> but it's funny. Yeah. And and Jr. will play into that really well. That's one thing I think where Jr. is doing a really good job. He does a really good job of that. He's like, well, in my day, it was a choke, like you know that type of thing. Yeah. I think that's yeah. really funny. But uh, you have this these three, and uh, 
they're they know what they're doing and they're allowed to announce the match. Like and they're allowed to, because because they're well also and they're good enough to get all the points across. They don't miss anything. They don't let you miss anything. Like they're they're good sports announcers. And that's the whole point of being a good announcer is you don't miss anything and you help the person watching not miss anything. That's kind of the whole point. That's kind of the whole reason you're there. And uh, and they 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 nail that. They 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 they're so good at doing that. And they pointed out multiple times you can't choke him out because then he can't quit. Like yeah. And so yeah. that's a whole. I've never heard of that before. And that was a whole other element where I'm like. That makes so much more sense. Like, there's so much yeah. more into that now. There's so much more strategy. There's so much more. There's so much more story in that. It was yeah, that was like they, brilliant. They've thought through, and this is always great. Whenever you have a question in your mind, and then the announce team answers it or addresses it. <laughs> yeah. But they lit. That's exactly what they did. They thought through. This is what they did. They thought through the ramifications of the stipulation. And they let that be the story. So they yep. like I literally I was sitting there and I was like, all right, well, this is going to be some sort of BS non finish to, again, make Eddie look strong or to drag this out to one more pay-per-view or one more episode of Dynamite or whatever. So it'll be like a count out or somebody gets buried under a mountain of chairs or I, you know, I don't know, thrown in a river like I don't know. I don't know where this is going, whatever. <laughs> but they're literally like, no, if he knocks him out, he can't say I quit. You're like, whoa, wait, what would happen if he knocked him out? Like, they're not going to do that. But you're thinking about it logically because they are thinking about it logically. Like, they're not saying it's a it's not a it's not a fall. It's not a a last man standing match. Like, it is. Yeah. A I quit match. Like, that's the whole point. It's it's not even a submission match. Like, it is an I quit match. Like, you have to quit. That's the whole point. And it ended exactly the way, like the only way it was ever going to win, which is John Moxley doing everything he can to put this man away in a humane fashion to give him an easy man out. Cause he's, he's a better wrestler. Like right. he's head and shoulders. They didn't quite come out and say it in kayfabe, but they did everything to like hang a lantern on the fact that this is a filler feud. Right. He is not a serious contender to this guy's title. And the match played out that way. Yeah. And he's trying to get him to quit. He won't it, quit. He won't quit. Even and with that, with, with, and with Eddie Kingston slowly ramping everything up because it's like, yep. oh, this didn't work. This didn't work. This I, I keep having to do all this stuff. I'm going to hit him in the nuts 500 times. It's like yep. nothing, nothing works. And, and he kept going to next step, next step, next step. Like it was so well paced. Yep. And John Moxley finally says, okay, you know what? Fine. I tried to be your friend. You made me do this. Wraps barbed wire around his arm and chokes him out with that. Yep. And he quits. Yep. John Moxley's babyface title run has been one of the best babyface title runs I've ever seen. And it took I don't a think while. That's too hot of a statement. Yeah, but like this is the second I don't know if it's the second feud in a row or at least the second match in a row. They force him to get creative. Yeah. And the versatility that he has as a champion, it isn't just oh we're going to it's the opposite of Kenny Omega, really. We're not just going to wait for him to hit the uh paradigm shift. Yeah. No, no, no. He'll choke you out. If you make his finisher illegal, you won't win in a cheap way. Like you make, you know, what MJF, if you hit the paradigm shift, it's a DQ. He's not going to hit you with the paradigm shift. Well, he and did. Get DQ'd. And he won. Right, with but it. he's not. 
but he's not stupid. <laughs> no, he choked him out, didn't he? Or did he hit no, him? No, oh, no, he, he won with a parent. Remember, I, I didn't that's like right. the ending, and you did. No, that's right. I remember that now because MJF cheated first or right. whatever or was about right. to. Okay, yeah, still. So still, though, makes him look smart. The feud before that, I forget who it was with, but he choked that dude out. It was um, Big Boy. I don't remember his name. Uh, well, the Lance, like, the Lance Archer one was after that. It, yeah, it was some monster heel match. Was it Brody Point Lee? Is, I don't, did Brody Lee get a title shot? I think he did. Maybe he did. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think he so. did. I, the point is, so the point is, I've clearly been taking great notes here. He can beat you in a variety of ways. He won't cheat, but he's not going to get cheated. Right. He's just been, it, it, you're right. It took a little time for it to get some character. It did. But I Although, really, to be honest, also, that was right when COVID happened. So yeah, that really, that really hurts. And then he was then, out with COVID. Like, there was a lot. Yeah. It, there was, was a lot old. that hampered his title run at the beginning. But once it got some legs, gosh, it's been great. Mm-hmm. And and I'm the yeah. one who had to. It, and it took a while. It, like, it took a while for me and Moxley. Like, I've always liked Moxley. I've always been a fan of Moxley. Mm-hmm. I've never had any problem with him being top guy or champion or any of that. But it was very, I was very blah on, because. Yeah coming even you know with the last whatever year or whatever for dean ambrose it was just i was over i did i i couldn't care less about about john moxley and then when he did the thing coming aw okay that's exciting okay good he's getting to do more all right i'm more in and then he has all these great matches for that first year and and all that stuff and this is great and then he's the champion okay fair enough and then it was but it was still kind of like you know okay but there are better people in the company like you know, Cody's Cody's better. Kenny's better. Like they're better people here. But then, as this run's been going on, it's like th- this. It's that this is it. Like I'm 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 all in. I and it happened. I, there was a moment. I remember the moment it happened. It was well. Okay, I I, I remember it happening. Now I'm trying to remember which moment it was. <laughs> but it was uh, it it was one of the ones with I think Brian Cage. I think it was with that feud. That's who I was thinking of. Oh, okay, Thank you. yeah. Jeez. I think okay. it was with that feud, and it, and it was one of those dynamites where where he came out. They were doing something, and he came out like his thing through the doors, through the crowd, and something, some just hit, something clicked, and I was like, I I get it, like I get it, and I'm all in, and I totally buy it, and I'm all for it, and that's and from then on, for me at least, it's been just you know, awesome. It's been it's been fantastic. And you talk about, and this is, you know, this is kind of the theme for the show. We've said, okay, well, this is a bit of a filler pay-per-view, but most, if not all of the matches leave you excited for what's going to happen next. Yeah. And this. A match either needs to conclude well, conclude a story well, or continue it well. And this one was definitely more of the continuing well, except not all. Cause it like was the, both, like, dude. Like, right, was right, both. right, right, right. Like it had both. Cause again, like, like the main event was a conclusion, you know, there, there were conclusions, yes. but so many things were pushed forward in such a great way and it's so now so exciting dude here's what you're left with now right you're left with john moxley who over the course of a year has been slowly but surely built as like like i said in my opinion one of the best babyface champions i've ever seen he's tough but he's not stupid nope he's capable he's smart he's got a versatile skill set he can beat you in a straight up wrestling match or he can choke you out with barbed wire. He 
can't he he's willing to do anything to defend that title but like everybody's willing to defend the title right. he can do everything it takes to defend that title because we've seen him beat people with the paradigm shift and we've seen him beat people in hardcore matches and we've seen him beat people by choking them out because he can't overpower them we've seen him do all this stuff and here comes the cleaner here comes yep. kenny omega here comes here comes the tank here comes the best after a year in tag team hibernation, the best wrestler on the planet is coming. It's so easy. It's so off easy to build. Focused. Because all Kenny has to do is be like, you're not the best. Yep. And we all know it. I yep. I am I am the best. And now yep. it's a whole other thing. And and again, and, and Kenny's been leaning more into a heel thing too. I, I'm I really hope they just can go heel with him, but I think they're afraid to because of how how popular he is. So I'm 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 curious to see how they play that because this can be a great way to push literally Moxley to the moon because who, I mean, it's just another way he's, they've somehow been able to make him an underdog, but not in all these matches. I don't even know how to explain it. Like he's not an underdog because he's the champion, but he's going against Brian cage. Who's 400 pounds of meat. So, there's still an element of he's outside. Same with Lance Archer. Same with Brody Lee. That's why for a long time they did that stretch of him wrestling all these big guys. Yep. And that's exactly why. And so it's like, like we all know Kenny's the best. So that's all he has to do is just be like, yeah, you've had this great run, but it's because I haven't been in the singles division. Yep. And yep. I'm, I, you know, you think you're the best and you've been the best, but but you're not the best. I'm the best. Boom. There it is. There's story. That's it's it. already there. It's there. 100%. I don't exactly know how they'll do heal baby face. Um, but it's just an, an another way you can li- it, 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 right when you thought, all right, Moxley's reached the pinnacle of this. There's uh, it, nope, nope. We, we, it was a yeah. false, false summit. There's a whole Dude, other summit up there. Both of these guys. Here's the, and and, and it'll work regardless yeah. of the outcome, win or lose. Like yeah. it, 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 it elevates them yeah. both regardless. And th- this is what I'm realizing as we're having this conversation. These guys are both peaking at the same time. And well, how I don't know. That's that hard happen. to say because Kenny Omega's had like three of the best wrestling matches of all time already. But they're heating up. I don't mean in terms of their career. I mean in oh. terms of this year oh, of oh, AEW oh, sure, storytelling. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Everything yeah. that has led them to this point. I didn't really mean in-ring. I just meant okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. both of their stories are heating up at the perfect time. Yep. It's – oh, dude. Yep. <laughs> to be honest, if, if you're asking me – again, this is just fantasy booking here because what do I know? Uh, clearly, we don't know much because we keep being annoyed with the Young Bucks – and everyone else doesn't. So clearly, uh, I don't know. Clearly, we're we don't know what we're talking about. But for me, I I think you give Kenny the title first. I think that's I think that's the move. And then I think you string their feud out after that. And then now, if you end it with Moxley being champ again, or then Omega now being champ, I'm not sure. I think you can do either one. But I kind of think you gotta have Kenny win if you want to push that more than just the one build. I agree. But. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. Maybe they'll have I, him wrestle before the next pay per view. Maybe they'll have him wrestle before February. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. I. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. But if I was booking it, I think you give it. You give the title to Kenny. You give Moxley his first blip, his first stumble, his first thing of I. I might not be the best. You have that be the next build up of Moxley being like, Am I actually good enough? For, you know, for this, can I go to this level? 
and Omega just kind of run as Emperor Omega, like over everything, because he knows he is, and you can easily play into that. Yep. And then, and then you can have him wrestle again. And then, either way, it works. Even if he doesn't win, you can still Moxley's still freaking. You know, he's. I mean, he's still freaking made. It it, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't hurt him to lose again. Um, and then if you, but if you do want to keep running him as the champion again, then it makes him look even bigger, and it doesn't hurt Omega. So yeah. That, that, that's what I would choose to do. But again, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. But that's part of the exciting thing with AEW is they're, they are pretty unpredictable. Well, but also when they have a predictable story, they can They don't blow it, it. Let's for not, the most part. They don't blow it. Yeah. The evening. yeah. <laughs> yep. I, yep. That, they can do both. They can yeah. do both, which you have to be able to in wrestling. You have to yeah. be able to do both. And that's one thing WWE has not really been able to pull off a lot recently is both of those elements anything i'm just guessing (laughs) i'm more talking about like previous to a year i think uh i think we've rambled on long enough what do you think we have we have anyway ultimately man great show i feel a lot better about this show than i did after i watched it when i watched it i was like yeah it was pretty good and now i'm like man this is awesome i can't wait for wednesday i know i know it is i mean again other than they ruined the tag team match that that's the only real flaw with this whole thing i mean i I mean there was a couple underwhelming matches but as far as like real mishaps that that's really the only for me and for everyone else it wasn't but but for us that's the only that was the only mishap everything else they pretty much knocked out of the park at yeah, least, man. at least as far as storytelling goes, it's all it was all done pretty much to perfection, and everything moving forward is exciting. I I can't wait. I'm with you. I can't wait for Dynamite. They they did a big announcement today where Cody Rhodes literally just put out a thing. Cody Rhodes speaks on Dynamite, and I'm in. <laughs> I'm like I'm in. All right. What? <laughs> yeah, I feel like they didn't even say anything. They literally they literally just said Cody Rhodes is gonna speak, and I was like, all right. I don't know what on. But I'm all for it. He just lost a title. What's he going to say? Like, I'm all for it. Like, I'm in. Yeah. Like, that. that's what they've done so well. You know, Jared, they did the same thing with Jericho. They, they literally just did a thing. Uh, inner Circle in doctor, or, um, induction yes. or something. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> that's all you need. When you build a story, man, it, it runs itself. Like, when, when you have a good story, it, it freaking runs itself. It, it mm. takes very little effort once you get something going. It's just the, the hard part is getting it up, you know, getting it up and running. And, uh, man, they, they're, they're banging on just about all cylinders right now. So, I'm all for it. It was great. Great show. Any final thoughts, Harris? <laughs> uh. Yeah, you put Thunder Rosa in the women's title picture and give me Aaron Stevens versus Orange Cassidy, I will pay $100 for the next <laughs> pay-per-view. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Greatest show of all time. Do it. Do it, AEW. Orange Cassidy, Aaron Stevens. Make it happen. Make it happen. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Behind underscore Gorilla. Uh, we'll have another real episode out uh, at some point. maybe next week i'm not sure football season's almost over for me and then that'll that'll free up a lot more time um but uh yeah so keep 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 tuned for that but uh follow us on twitter at behind underscore gorilla i'm also on instagram at behind underscore gorilla you can follow me at marky mark brand and i'm at harris wilson go and uh like my posts about jericho's birthday with the greatest jericho segment of all time which of course is arm bar i'm sorry i he he's been doing arguably his best best work in uh, AEW. It, nothing has topped the arm bar promo the, the 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 thousand and four holes is the greatest thing he's ever done in the history of wrestling and i'm sorry it just it just is <laughs> it 
It just is. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's on uh, Twitter and our, our Twitter and Instagram, at behind underscore gorilla. All right, that does it. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we will talk to you next time.